Hey, Ben, bro. Good? Good, bro. Well, let me introduce you. Thank you for coming on. Welcome to the Social Dynamics Podcast. I'm with a friend, the co-founder of Villain and Villain Girls, a man that I have partied with on numerous occasions. Not just once, probably, I don't know, what we're cracking up 30, 40 times now. Mm. Describes himself as a cult leader of the villain movement, <laughs> which has been in the scenes of Gold Coast, Moscow, Russia, Cape Town, South Africa, Los Angeles, New York, and Shangu, Bali. I'm here to welcome on the podcast the man I've seen bring more girls to a party than there were girls at a party. Welcome, Mr. <laughs> villain, or as I like to call him, Jason. How are you, bros? Yeah, very good, man. Mate, look, I've, I've put a poll out on the thing four different questions first of all what's been happening bro what's been going on you got a new vape i like to see that yes yeah, i've been working on a few things hey um i always like to keep myself busy so i think this is our latest project is um fully lit so we're going to be making um so we're going to do cbd and we're going to be doing vapes so yeah, like, nice. yeah fuck yeah so that's a, one, of, one of the little things we're working on yeah other oh, than that you... some events and trying to start maybe doing a bit of events and yeah we've been talking about yeah, that yeah, eh? yeah no, it's something be yeah. so everyone wants to know so for for me when I first moved up the Gold Coast, your name had been thrown around a lot. Mm -hmm. Mr. Villain, Mr. Villain. Where did the name come from? Um, I guess when I was a kid, I've always kind of seen myself as a bit of a villain, you know? So yeah. um, for me, it's always been, it's always represented something that stands a little bit outside of the norm. I guess for me, the villain was always kind of like the, you know, the misfit kid, the kid who kind of, um, I guess I'll stand here a little bit more. So <laughs> a little um, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, someone who's always kind of broken the rules a little bit, mm. you know? Um, uh, for me, that always represented myself. Yeah. Um, you know, most people kind of wanted to fit in in school when I, I kind of always wanted to start my own movement and have my own kind of, you know. I've seen a lot of people do that. When they, they feel a misfit, they create a different identity for themselves. Yeah. So that's what they fit into, which is real cool. Mm. And definitely definitely a bit of a different sort of scenario for me <laughs> from, from high school, a bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I, I think I looked at you guys and I was like, yeah, the cool kids, I was like, damn, I wish I could be like them. See, I wasn't the cool kid. I was kind okay. of like, um, I think I only found my way later on in school because I've always been a bit different. So for me, as a younger kid, I was, if anything, I was kind of the outcast. Yeah. You know? okay. I wasn't, I didn't fit into the loser kid, but I also didn't fit into the cool kid. You're a bit of both. I was kind of the... The other kid, you know, the one who kind of had his own, <laughs> almost like the goth kid, you know. Like, oh, shit, leave this kid. <laughs> I was like the goth kid or like, yeah. you know, like, but not goth. Like, I was kind of the, you know. Back in the day when it wasn't cool, you know, yeah. to be like that, that was like the outcast kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. So, I mean, we, we, we kind of created a little bit of a crew by like, you know, we, we had like the black hair and kind of, we were a little bit like The guess. swoop and shit like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I went through a stage like that, you know. I, I, I've always liked my, my, my heavy music and anything that didn't in that normal people listen to so yeah okay i can i can totally get that it's kind of like a it you fit into yourself what your bubble was what you were that's, yeah, kind of sure. that's exactly what i tell everybody so the first question that we've got here is um so someone asked chris asked how to bid, build an incredible social life from start to finish so what mm. i've seen what were you I'll, I'll cater it towards you is one of the best things that i've seen about you is that you have all 24 hours a day, seven days a week, there's always someone around you. Yeah. And that's what I've heard. So do you sort of strive to have those people around you all of the time? By people, you mean... Friends. Friends, yeah. Girls, uh, business people, car guys, politicians, yeah, everything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, gotcha. There's always someone. Um, yeah, I think for me, I've always wanted to be a bit of a socialite. I've always enjoyed the idea of connecting with a lot of people. Okay. Um, I think the better, the quickest way to learn new things is to surround yourself with people that have different 
things, you know, mm. like different sorts of people, like whether they be, you know, uh, girls or females or, um, you know, successful people, every single one of those people adds value to your life in some way or another. So mm. for me, it's been a very, very big passion of mine to connect with multiple people around the world because I feel like it makes me more whole as a person. Yeah. And it's just, it's just such a beautiful journey to be able to connect with different people of all walks of life. Because you, you stayed friends with everyone from mm. where you've been to, from Changu. Yeah, like where, yeah, yeah. where are the places have you been to? Um, so you were huge in Bali. You spent a lot of time there. Yeah, we did. We did. We did Bali for a while. Um, yeah. Uh, before Bali, I was in Melbourne for a little bit. Um, South Africa before all of that, before Australia. Mm. Uh, Japan. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there's a, there's a mindset you come into every sort of place you like. So say say if, if you were supposed to you were going to go to a new place right now. Say let's go. Where's someone you haven't been that you want to go? Um, I'd love to do Japan again. Okay, Japan. So I come think Japan's fascinating. Yeah, I've never been. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's just so different. Like it's yeah. just you can't you can't even un, like it's just so different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I loved just it. Even China was cool. Like I mean, most people think China's shit, but like yeah. I, we went out clubbing in China. Yeah. Right? So I went out. So one of my we have a few factories in China. So we went out with um, our staff. So mm -hmm. they look after you really well. You rock up there. They rock up with a big Porsche. They pick you up and they just treat you like <laughs> a king. So I said to Cece, which her name is, one of our one of our factory workers. Yeah. So she, she was told for the boss to make sure we had a good night. So I'm like, let's go clubbing. And, you know, and I brought one of oh. my models along and to help us with some outfits and shit. Yeah. Um, and we went out to China. I'm like, fuck, let's do this. And then we went out and we were like the only Westerners in the whole club with blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> and we just got it like it was instantly yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that effect that like because you're different and because you were kind of peacocking and kind of held yourself in a weird way they were like these guys must yeah, be celebrities yeah so we were we were in the dj booth like partying with all these Straight like away. chinese models bro like it was insane <laughs> that's it and that was just yeah like On a place you wouldn't expect yeah at all. and i just had one of the most amazing times of my life just that's like it. partying with a dj they didn't understand one word of english yeah and just yeah you just can connect on that level just Obviously, the through the things that we've been taught, it, mm. it, it gives you the ability to go to any country and build rapport with people from all walks of life, which is, I think, one of the most valuable things you'll ever have. Yeah, just there's, there's always one bit of something in everybody, mm. whether you whether you know it or not. Yeah. You might have to go digging and find it because that's the thing. It's like a lot of people, you know, they they are very selective with who they choose to hang out with, mm -hmm. and that's why I say you hang out with everybody. Yeah, like there's not one person you don't hang out with. Yeah. You know, they might come and go, but a lot of the time they just... They I just, do like, yeah. You like people. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Like there's, a, there's another, there's a couple of friends that I have that are very similar. It's just like so many people. And so we say, so say if we went to Japan right now, your, your Japan, you know, or just Japan in general. Yep. You wanted to create this social circle that you, you, you know, cultivated here, cultivated in Bali and stuff like that. What would be the first steps would you say you would take? You know, I would, yeah, for sure. Um, I'd probably stay at a backpackers. Okay. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd probably stay at a backpackers instead of staying at a nice hotel. Okay. Um, That's interesting. That start. way you can kind of, you know, you, you can slowly kind of figure out uh, the atmosphere of the place and figure out where to go and something like that. I'd probably start off at a, at a, at a backpackers. Um, also because it forces you to have to go out of your comfort zone. Straight you know? away. Right? Because like if you go to a hotel or whatever, you're just going to kind of do what you want, you know how to do. And I think... One of the most important things I would do in my life is 
don't do the things that you already know how to do because you know how to do them already. You know what I mean? Yeah, fuck yeah. So I, I, I think I'd definitely make my way to a backpacker. Straight away. That'd be the first thing you do, that yeah. hostel, live them. Yeah. And Interesting. So what's the coolest club? And I'd probably work my way through the backpackers first. So, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing if you do go to backpackers, they're more likely to go to some low-key places, right? Yeah, the, the, the cheaper yeah. drinks and everything yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. I'd find the hottest girls there <laughs> and then I'd make my way to the nicer club with me. and I'd bring the hot girls, you know oh, what I mean? Because okay, then yeah, you know yeah. you're getting in, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, or I'm they probably will know other girls and then those so, girls so you're doing where your, to go. So you, would you be doing research on what like what the cool clubs are, what the hottest clubs are first yeah. to know? Okay, yeah, I think so, yeah. Or I'd just, I'd just get out there and just start talking to people and just say... What is the coolest place? What is the coolest place? To get? Yeah, okay, and yeah. then you get like the insider knowledge. Yeah, if they if they spoke uh, English, obviously, you know, yeah. it's much easier in the English countries. I remember, in, yeah, Miami. I did that. I went to a yeah, hospital, yeah. backpackers place. And Dope, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking sick. Yeah, it was so different. It's just different. That's all it is. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Um, as you said, the hotel, the Hilton. Everyone's like, "Oh, good day, sir. How are you?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that. It's just. Yeah. But at the hostel, no, he's like, "Fuck!" Everyone just wants to party, get mm. drunk, have fun. Mm. Interesting, interesting. A real, real good take on that. Have you always been social? Have you always been this person that is that is no. social? Okay, so talk us through the steps like there because what I've seen from you, obviously, I've only seen the, the transformate, like you know, you as the transformed version. So, what were the steps that you kind of took to? Yeah, I was not social at, at all, all in school. No, like, I mean, I was. Um, I'd always wanted to be social, but I just wasn't. I was almost like autistic. Like I just, I just couldn't connect with people very well, and that's why I was an outcast because I wasn't. I never had the skills growing up to connect with the cool kids okay. or the, like, I, I think if anything, I connected better with the nerdy kids. Right. Like, you had a younger age. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I always wanted to connect with everyone and I just couldn't because they just didn't get me. So I think because I had that issue growing yeah. up, it forced me to really, really want it more than anything else. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Of course. Of course. Yeah, definitely. I think that's why people who are really good at something often don't get that good because they already know how to do it. It's not something they really strive for. It's like the guy who never had money really wants money. You know what I mean? Yes. So I never had that. So I I ended up, when I left school, I kind of dedicated my life to trying to learn social dynamics and why um, males and females are attracted to each other, why guys and girls attract and why these guys are cool and these guys are losers. And, and I've always, that fascinated me because there's a science, there's almost a science to it and it's, it's That's, been like that. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I guess, uh, as I said, there's a, there's a thing called fear neutralization. That's a little tactic that I, I teach. And one of the things is like when someone has a traumatic event, you, you stack up all of the reasons that that event caused you to, you know, so say if like, you know, I got broken up with, you know, for instance, a lot of people know the story. It's like the steps from there got me into the social dynamic, same as you. You were mm. a little bit shy, a little bit awkward as a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That caused you that, like, that direction because you wanted to learn it. It's so fascinating how people look at like bad or negative events yeah, as yeah. like not what's actually taken them them to where they are now. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, like that, totally. Yeah, and they see it as like a victim. I remember, you know, back in the day, even even with my roommate, you know, we've been talking about like uh, I got bullied as a, a kid, right, in high school, and I still look at it from a, a, a not the greatest perspective. I look mm -hmm. at it as like victimization. Instead, I should look at it as a, one of the greatest things that ever happened to me, mm -hmm. which is. Rechange the story of what it was, you know what I mean. Mm. So did you change? Did you rechange the story and thought like, did you have a fuck it moment where you're like, fuck this, I'm just gonna go learn it, or was it after high school you were like, I'm free, I can do whatever I want, I'm gonna go pursue this. Yeah, I think um, I, I would say the age would have been midway 
through high school is when it sort of all kind of started to change and mm-hmm. I started to shift my paradigm on. Through high school, I sort of started to, you know, figure this out and mm-hmm. I, I read the books like the game and shit like that and I was like, you know. Fuck yeah, I'm going to do and it. And I got fucked up really bad, like really young. Mm-hmm. I think like I fell in love with a girl really young and she fucking destroyed me. <laughs> so bad. Like Guinness, like honestly so bad. Like, and I just... Like, she was, like, the picture-perfect love at a young age. She was my first. Yeah. Like, all this shit. And she just destroyed me. <laughs> so bad. And I think that was one so of the things that... <laughs> I'm just I laughing just at your pain. Crushed. Like, honestly, I became, like, emo after that. Like, I was fucked, right? And um, I think that was actually one of the things that really thought, like... I, I went on a bit of a self-destructive path for a while, and... It was almost like I was really nice. I was this innocent guy. And then I became this completely asshole guy. And then for some reason, I was attracting a little bit more females than I was before mm-hmm. in a bad way that I don't think anyone should ever do. But it did teach me the polarity of understanding people's emotions. And mm. I guess it made me understand myself through the loss. And um, Okay. Yeah, 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 I see that. It was a big learning curve. And I think I started to really, really want to learn why it is that females do this to people and why men hurt people and why girls hurt like the whole idea of love and this whole concept of you know communication and Mm. it just it fascinated me from there yeah it's a a topic i developed Mm. my whole life to it's so fucking fascinating how as you said like you know some people can hurt why do they hurt why do they do this why do they do that why Mm. do people do specific things you know you can see that a negative event as uh, depressing as it was has has skyrocketed you so far you know and it's amazing like that it's like i always look at those events or look back and and be like well what what specifically was the big changes in my life and because you know if someone if someone's listening to right now and they they say well you know i'm at that dark place you know and a lot of people are they are that dark but after covid it's like being pretty fucked up you would have had a pretty bad breakup too though yeah you yeah were, i had the bad breakup it yeah, yeah, caused yeah. me caused me into the rsd caused me into all was that life. was that what got you into yeah yeah 100 yeah, yeah, so nice. what, what happened was like i um i you know she just broke up with me after three months it wasn't really a relationship and it just crushed me because it was the first no reason. well it was on christmas eve that didn't help mm. <laughs> and then got, <laughs> got back together mm. and then broke up three weeks later on my birthday so just double the event. <laughs> <laughs> just double the event. So I was like, yeah, you couldn't yeah, have yeah. timed that like any sort of little just bit better. Like a little bit after couple my of birthday. Months, yeah, <laughs> so that that was a real painful thing. But you know that spiraled me down. There, I just uh, a lot of people heard the stories. Like I got addicted to painkillers after that, and like sleeping tablets. I thought you were going to say meth. I was no, like, oh, no, shit. definitely not meth. But yeah. yeah, so that was that was because of that event. I couldn't sleep. You know, I found I found the company, mm. RSD, and then I was like, yo, this is this is revolutionary, you know, what they were teaching, and then it just changed, you know, from that perspective. But it was like that fucking moment, as you said, that fuck, like, fuck this. You need that. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a moment where you're so down. You're so deep down. I'm going to use this one. You're so down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, you know, you're so, you're so in the down, the dumps, and it's just like it, that's the moment where you can accelerate. That's where you can, like, bounce up because mm. it's like i think about the, the the elastic band or the rubber band theory where you stretch it so far down mm. as soon as you let it go it's going to shoot up straight to the ceiling mm. you know what i mean so it's like as far down as you are there's an equal and opposite effect it's obviously newton's newton's third law i think newton's second law third law it's interesting that though because eh? it's like you almost need that moment to change and to make yourself elevate it's like it's actually harder to keep elevating if something bad doesn't happen. Yeah, constantly good. Do you, you know see, what I mean? You see the UFC fighters, they constantly yeah. on a winning streak. It's like, how do they keep 
going. It's in hard the, to keep motivated when you're at the top. Yeah. And that's why I like, that was one of my biggest things about Bali is I had everything that I ever wanted there. And I reached a point, I'm like, this is boring. Like, I've got, like, you know what I mean? I'm living in paradise. I've got my villa. I've there's beautiful fucking girls everywhere. Yeah. And it reached a point, it's like, there's nowhere to go. Like, you kind of lose motivation because you, there's nothing to really push you. Yeah. And then one you, of, one you, of the reasons you I give yourself, back. yeah, as you did, you give yourself another challenge coming mm. back. Mm. And then, obviously, your next challenge would be going back to Bali, I should imagine, mm. and stuff like that with COVID. America. Yeah, we're in America. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Any sort of new sort of scenarios. Yeah, tell me about the Bali situation. The Bali story is like, you know, you went there. I've never been to Chengdu. I don't know what it's like, you know what I mean? But you, you seem to, it, it, like, you know, sort of the social hierarchy, you seem to be always at the top. I'm yeah. Gold Coast, Bali, definitely just by the content. How much does social media and what you put out put you into that category? Uh, not so much in Bali, to be honest. Okay, so it's more of an um, Australia thing. I don't really that care about social media that much over there, to be honest. Like, it's, um, I think it didn't help anywhere near as much as Australia, the whole so, the social media thing. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely helps here. Um, but, I mean, it definitely helps to connect and to build a network. Yeah. Um, but Bali was different. Bali, I kind of had to just go in there cold and kind of work your way through, I guess, um, yeah, just uh, just meet people and just slowly kind slowly of connect. You know, work your work your way through and kind of figure out the island. And I I know the key players. Yeah, like you were a key player. Um, some other people that we met, you know, our buddies at the Circle and Cavill. Yep, key players. So I have like this background knowledge of going. Okay, I need to not not strategize and make friends with these people, but just get around them and get around the scenarios. You know, one Absolutely. of them. So, but you seem to attract them. Mm. You don't seem to do that unless unless it is something you do you seem to attract them in your life kind of thing now is that because of specifically going out constantly that would you say that you get those people that are going out um i'd say it's more of a it's for, for me if if i was to analyze um the connection it would be almost like a natural thing when you i guess once you connect to one person, it, it's just this, like, I mean, you'd see it as well. It's like a ripple effect, you know? Once you once, once you kind of have that aura about you, you kind of attract people of more that same people. aura, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, a lot of the thing that people struggle with is is believing that they are already that person. And um, once you kind of embody the person that you want to be, you'll start attracting those people. And that's where it gets almost a little bit spiritual in, in a way because mm-hmm. you are what you attract and... Your, your, your value that you set upon yourself is the people that you will surround yourself by, you know? So um, that's why, I, yeah, I always say a, a lot of people are doing the certain things they're doing is because that's all they believe that they're worth. So Ooh, I think one of the biggest ones is changing your mindset so you have the ability to start to believe you're worth more so you won't self-sabotage yourself around people that are of a high value that are going to assist you and bring your life forward instead of these toxic people that are just leeching off you and destroying your life which is you why feel like you're on the same sort of playing level yeah yeah yeah, yeah. hell yeah i um i like i like that that understanding especially because it's like you know number one you as you said you can you bring it into a spiritual sense you know stuff mm-hmm. that, that that you do is like it's all you know all it doesn't i wouldn't say like feed an ego but feeds this idea of yourself so it's like if you're not taking care of yourself then your mental health is is taking you know, effect, you know what I mean? When I'm doing my yoga, my meditation, yeah, yeah, everything, yeah. I feel fucking fantastic, yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So you do attract. Um, 
I think, you know, it, it's really interesting when you see the dynamics is because, like, I'm very logical in what I do. Like, I'm very logical yeah. and, and you're more of the, uh, uh, assuming that it's more of a being for you, you know, being this person, being the things, having the mentality behind it where I'm just logically, like, trying to break down everything. It's really interesting how two people can uh, coexist doing completely different things. Yes, you know? but I think it would be a lot harder for me and you to exist if we both didn't have any background on this. Oh, 100%, because, yes. Because you would see me as a separate person and I would see you as a separate person and we wouldn't see how we can gain value from each other. Yes, You know definitely. what I mean? And that's the biggest thing, I think, with people listening or whatever, is don't judge someone because they're different to you because you can learn so much more off that person than someone who's similar to you. Yeah. Like, I will learn so much more off you than I will off someone that's like me. 100%. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah, definitely. And then you become this super being because you're like two versions of the two best. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like I'm logical and I am... Super Saiyan kind of like it you can you together. become this Super Saiyan like with mixes of all different powers. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to just be this one, you know, this asymmetrical kind of yeah, person. Yeah, only, have only attracting skill. the people that are similar yeah, to you and stuff like that. It's not going to make you grow. So I, I definitely I, I tell people to find a, a mutual common ground, and we, that's what we found. You know, with the whole um, sort of the RSD and then the whole uh, social dynamics, we've we've connected through that, even though we're two completely different mm-hmm. things. We do a lot of the things the same, but it's it's interesting how, as you said, that that two people can can have that one common interest that connects them. And we only found that out through, you know... It's great, common ground. That's really, through really finding important. different different things about, about ourselves. And, and that's why it's like you wouldn't find out. You don't know things unless you talk to people and find yeah. out. And everyone might have a different story. It's like, you know, if we didn't talk about the things that we talked about, we wouldn't have known that. I'm just going to press this again and just... <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. I like the sound. We got a sound. <laughs> we got a soundboard here today, guys. I'm just... I'm going to test it all out. We're just chilling out, but we yeah, need like a soundboard person to do all the sounds. Right? Yeah, I have a, Jamie, 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 just you know, yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. fucking Joe Rogan. So tell me, yeah, with our events, you know, it's really interesting because you're always doing something. I, I, it's always something. I, I, I have never seen you stop. Always doing something, and then you're always um, bringing people around that you met. One of the greatest things that I've seen is as soon as you meet someone, you're inviting them to a new place, mm-hmm. a new thing you're doing the next day, the next week. Do you cultivate your lifestyle like that where you're always doing something? Um, Is it you get bored? You're just always doing something. I think I've just got really bad ADD, to be honest. (laughs) You're always going to do something. Yeah, I think that's the only thing, yeah. Okay. Um, So it makes it easier for me to do things. Like I want to do this, this, this. Okay, interesting. But I think if I didn't have ADD, I'd suggest that I would probably should be doing something all the time because it's socialising. Yeah, okay. From whether it's a boat party, yoga, this, that, walking. Yeah, because, you know, this morning, fucking up. What are you doing? Walking, like, walking, gym, <laughs> yeah, yeah. fucking here. And I, I guess that, you know, it's real good for that social media content, you know, because I've definitely seen as soon as I've started to become more social on social media, you attract a different caliber of women into your life, mm-hmm. definitely, mm-hmm. from someone that doesn't. Even though that that's a, you know, some people can say it's a very vain thing or it's very not. But have you seen that? Have you seen, you know, coming back from Bali and seeing the sort of presence maybe in Australia and Los Angeles or America? It's like the social media is an important aspect mm-hmm. of it. It's, um, I, I call it kind of like, you know, your your business card now. That's your personal mm. card. Mm. It's like, who who are you? I want to know who the fuck you are. Mm. Um, any sort of tips in, in what you do? Because what you do is really, really specific that I like. It's like you, as you said, you were that weird kid at school and you kind of were yourself and then you kind of portrayed that online and not really catered to anyone, mm. which is really cool. And it's, it's, um, it's something that I, I've definitely taken a con because it's, it's, it's uncancelable because it's you, you know, mm. you. Mm. And, and so, that, you know, 
I know, I know we've had, you've had some sort of issues here and there with a few things, but it's just you, you know what I mean? So any sort of tips on, in, in sort of cultivating that sort of personality through your social media? The more you post, the more you kind of at a certain place, the more people are going to start connecting with you and be like this and that. And then you, you know, um, I've met so many people through social media just because so you're putting a value on everything you're posting because yeah. you know, it's broadcasting to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Well, as you said, like, you know, as a recording 78,000 on your, on your, your personal one, which is awesome, you know what I mean? And I think there's a reason why people follow you because there's there's an art, there's a style to what you do. And I, th- I think the, the best thing, and you can probably elaborate more on it, is just there's meaning behind what you post. Mm. It's, it's not just you posting for the sake of it. Mm. There's a meaning, whether it's a caption, a video, whether it's a podcast, whether it's audio. I, I really like the videos where you put your audio behind it. That's, mm. that's the coolest ones. So would you say you put a lot of emphasis on it because you know it's kind of like meeting people mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, seven days a week? It is. It's like your business card, yeah? Um, and I guess it's it's a great way of demonstrating your values and I guess cultivating a, a community through that, mm-hmm. you know? So um, every time I post something, it'll have, you know, you're, you're making the people who you already know, they, they're embodying your community and you're... you're I guess your way of life, your values, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's there's no better way of obviously, you know, keeping those people within your, yeah. your community. So you think it's more of a community aspect? That's an community interesting Community aspect, way. yeah, for sure. It's kind of like I a, don't actually really put that much effort into it. I actually probably should put more effort into it, but I actually, if I really, really think about it, I don't actually put that much effort into what I post that much and okay. I think about it. Do you know what I mean? It's just more It's easy natural. to do when you're just doing stuff. Like I don't really, you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Because you always got that ADD. You're always doing something. It's yeah, always yeah, good to yeah, post. Yeah. Understandable. I wish I had someone to make my content cooler and have someone follow us around because that actually probably would make it so much better. Well, I explained to you about that concept. Yeah, for yeah. sure. You know, I've definitely um, explained to Jason about certain things that I'm willing to do and wanting to do because I think... Um, and I've got that from everyone, you know, looking at Luke's videos that I've showed you or looking at, you know, Arlen and stuff like that. They're constantly just recording mm. everything they do, yeah. even like this, you know, constant record this. Don't don't think for a second that you shouldn't be recording it because it's like a cool bit of content. It might not be cool to you, but cool in other people's eyes is subjective to the yeah, viewer. Totally. So, yeah, if you put your personality out there, someone might resonate with it. Someone might like it, whether it's you're attracting a new girl, whether you're attracting, you know, more people, cool, cool social circle. I think, you know, it's really interesting because I am so analytical and, and it, I can embody your vibe a little bit, you know, body the coolness, body the thing. But one of the greatest things is that when I see you talking to people, a lot of people cater to your presence. There's an energy that you put out. Now, is that something you're doing purposefully or is it more of a personality thing you've cultivated? Because every time someone will go up to you and I've seen it, you might not understand. It's like I look at it and I'll see them. They're the, the body language skating towards you. They start asking you questions. They start kind of um, reacting more to you. Mm. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I think initially, um, I think when I first started all this, I was very, very concerned about how I look how okay. I present myself and mm-hmm. how I can cater my personality to be this certain person. But I think recently or, you know, in my later life, I haven't really done that anymore. I've kind of just become more just that's who I am. If you don't like it, see you later. Yeah. That's Which is you got to fake it before you can actually be, like embody that. So I think there was a lot of faking that at the beginning. And so now I just kind of just don't give a shit. And that works even better than trying not to give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, at the beginning, you've got to try to not give a shit about what people think. But then you eventually just don't care. 
care anymore. And because it's it a way of life. Naturally, yeah. yeah, I get that. I get mm. that. It's kind of like the, um, in Mark Manson's book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Even the title says it all. The yeah. subtle art. It takes a little while to not give a fuck. It's not mm. a thing where you're just like, oh, I don't, it's give, not, it's not, yeah, I don't yeah. give a fuck anymore. It's like it's oh. hard to not give a fuck when you give a fuck. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> By trying to not give a fuck, you give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. That's true, bro. It's it's crazy. You know, especially it's like, um, you know, I'm looking forward to the things that we can do in the future. You know, looking back on this podcast and be like, yo, remember when we did that? You know, it's like now we've developed something, now we've cultivated something, which is kind Absolutely. of Absolutely. Cool because it's like, um, you know, as you said, with that ADD, you always want to be doing something. And I think, you know, that's something that I can take from here, especially is like, just do shit. Just don't sit at home, be bored and watch Netflix. It's like Netflix isn't going to get you that life you want. Totally. Netflix is going to understand, oh, shit, I'm waiting for the third season of Altered Carbon, which is a show I've been watching. Yeah. And be yeah, like, yeah. oh, I'm waiting for it. But I've been like stuck at home. I'm like, fuck this shit. And you, you can't know? get that time back. You know? Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, I've got, I got the show. Cool. i got some emotions. Yeah. But what else did I gain from it? I'm fucking understanding. i got another show I have to fucking watch. Yeah. Or yeah. this and that. But yeah, that that's interesting. So it's like, you know, because you're out, what, four nights a week, would you say? doing yeah. something i'd say i go out yeah on, on the weekends and then i'm just yeah during the week i'm always doing something yeah, yeah. whether it's we, we go on a split whether it's henchman yeah, Burley yeah, yeah, Pab yeah. and stuff like that have you noticed the culture has changed from surface to burley totally it's crazy yeah, yeah i don't know whether it's i like that though i i, I kind of prefer connecting with people when it's quieter and you can actually talk like you know there's going to a nightclub you're not going to really meet the coolest people i think i think you meet the best people during the day or even mm. if you go to like I reckon cool events, stuff like that, like even yoga, you'll meet cool people. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, definitely. I prefer those kinds of people. I do love, like, every now and again going to a cool nightclub, but mm. I think if I was to say anything, I reckon going to bars and shit is so much cooler. It's so much better. Especially if you're good at talking. Yeah. Then play to your asses, and that's an asset. You know, it's like if you're good, if you're cool enough to work, like, a uh, dance floor game yeah, or yeah, be able yeah. to talk to people when they're in dancing. It's like, that. that's cool. That You do you. But for me, and obviously it seems to be you, it's like, I like talking. I like mm. having the craziest conversations. I like doing the most extreme stuff, having fun, enjoying myself. And that's talking. Totally. You know what I mean? So there's a bar in Sydney called Argyle. That was the same out the front. It was like a talking spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hench- henchman down the side is, is, yeah. is fucking sick. So I'm like, I understand that. And I feel like... Um, you know, that's one of your qualities. You can talk. You can even if you're not talking, you're still talking with your body language and stuff. That's kind of mm. that's kind of funny as it is. You know, especially what I do. What sort of events are you coming up with now that you think that um, a listener, if they could start incorporating a bit more events that you're throwing? Um, so you do hikes, a lot of hikes. I've seen you on so many fucking hikes. Yeah, hikes are cool. Yeah, um, I I want to start doing my own events just because I find that um, going to pre-existing events, you're not going to meet the sort of people that you'd meet own event do you know what i mean i i think that a cool thing would be to do is to connect people that i already know in one place yep and have a super exclusive events where they don't have many here and there's not enough places where you can meet the high level people that you would meet in one place you might meet one or two people but to be able to create a create an event where you have all of the people that you want to be around in one space is just so cool and i think that's the next level of um you know the 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 next level of creating a lifestyle or just being around places that have cool people is to create your own space, which is full of cool people. Yeah, because there's I mean? so many people that live in, in Byron, Brisbane. And when I say cool people, I mean interesting people, people that you want to meet, people that add value to your life, not just a bunch of drunk idiots hanging around. Like, you know, 
Yeah. Just the influencer, odd influencer here and there. But yeah, I think, I think, you know, those people is really, really key. You know, that interesting person, they might not be social media famous, let's say. Mm. They might not be that, but they have that fucking cool totally. lifestyle. Totally. They have that energy that you like too, which is kind of cool. A lot of people that I, I coach, they try to be social, let's just say, instead of just being social kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, or they, sure. they try, they're like, okay, well, you know, I'm introverted. I know that, you know, I, I've got to be this social thing and stuff like that. But what I, what I find is that when you continuously just keep doing shit with people as you do, you, you become that person that doesn't have to be social. You're just doing things with people. You know what I mean? So is there, you know, say if you're going on the boat party, you're going on uh, an event that you're going to throw, is there a, a sort of a mindset you come into those events to have the best time? You know, is there, is there one mindset? Because I know when I go in a nightclub, my mindset is how can I make this epic? How can I make the most fun possible? And that could be the probably similar to yours if yeah. there's a mindset that you come into every event with. Sure, for sure. I think a little bit of that and then also just, I guess, just connecting with people and not sticking to the thing that I know how to do. You know? Right. Because a lot of the time I'll end, a lot of people get stuck in a very comfortable way where they're going to go out and they're like, all right, I'm, once you become good at this, you already have your circle, you already have your people, you already have your way of doing something. Mm. It can get very, very, very easy and you can very get very complacent on utilizing your social circle to you know hang out with the people that you already know how to do mm. or the people you already know um i guess it's coming out of your comfort zone and you know how can i now meet new people and how can i you know go and talk to everyone and kind of make this event even better than it would be normally because yeah, a lot of the time you won't step out of your comfort zone and do things like we went to brisbane the other day and we stayed in a backpackers because um you know because it's different and yeah. made, like you never know what's going to happen in something that's out of your comfort zone. So you put yourself in those uncomfortable, uncomfortable situations. Uncomfortable places, yeah. That's you don't know hard to do, but I try and do that more often. Okay, yeah, because sure. as you stay in the, the hotel, you kind of know what the general gist is. You know yeah. what it's all like, but yeah. the backpackers, you've got no fucking idea. That's interesting. That's kind of cool. By putting yourself in the uncomfortable situation, you don't know the outcome, so you, totally. can't, you can't expect it. You can't be this kind of thing. That, that's interesting. What got you into um, what, we, what, what would you say your biggest thing that got you into it? Oh, I think definitely it's like, um, you know, from, I got, I was good at being quiet and sitting in the corner. Yeah. I was good at that. I was like, as you said, it's like doing things that you don't know. So I was good at getting water from the bar and sitting at the bar. I was good at those things. So it was like, I wasn't good at, you know, talking to people I was attracted to. Yeah. It's like, I remember there was a story and I, I very public about this, that there was one girl that I wanted to be, you know, closer with, let's just say. <laughs> Yeah. And she was the hottest girl in, in Sydney. It's the hottest girl. Yeah. And I was like, how do I do this? So I strategized and I thought, oh, it's her birthday. She's going to go out to the clubs and said, hey, I messaged her on Facebook back in the time when it was just like Facebook. That was a cool thing. And um, I said, hey, I, I, uh, like I can get you free entry and I can get you drinks all night. She's nice. like, sweet. Did I have anyone that could get me that? Not, yeah. not yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I come up to her. She's like, "Oh my god, Sam, how are you?" And I'm like, "Yes, I'm in." And this is what I thought that how attractive worked. And I was like, "I can get your friend. Like, I'll start to give you everything you want." Yeah, yeah. You know. And then she was like, "All right, I want 16 vodka Red Bulls." And I was like, "Sweet," <laughs> because I told her that I knew someone at the bar. Yo, so when that bill's like, as oh, you can shit. guess, as that bill's like yeah, 200 yeah. and freaking dollars <laughs> or whatever, I'm like, "Sweet." And that happened like four or five times. Yeah. So I forked out like $1,500 to get to know this girl. And then it's like after two weeks, she didn't talk to me or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I thought yeah. that's what happened. And, and yeah. Yeah, those moments were the ones that were like, I'm beating my head against the wall. I don't know what to do. And then I sought out help, you know. 
And that's mm. the biggest thing. It's like if you don't know what to do, if you don't know, like, um, you know, just outsource that shit. Know someone that knows how to do this shit or has learnt. Outsource. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Or has learnt, you know, has learnt the, the procedures by busting their head against the wall and being like, it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and then figuring out, and then you can learn how they figured it out so you can shortcut your, your learning pretty Absolutely. much. And I don't even like that sort of terminology because a lot of the time it's like you still have to put the effort in. It's not, it's not going to come like that, you know, being social. Like for someone that is not social, being social, still a fucking huge thing for them, you know. <laughs> it's not as if it's like, oh, can I take this pill and yeah. I'm there, sweet. Yeah, totally. And it's like it doesn't happen. It's like you cultivated over years and years and mm. years and that's because you, you went through the, the trials and tribulations of learning and throwing your own events, no one coming, you know, uh, throwing your events, too many people come, mm. and, you know, knowing the balance between good people and bad people coming mm. and stuff like that. So you, you've, you've been through all it all. So if, if someone's saying it's like, how would you get started? So say if someone wanted your lifestyle right now, what would be the first couple of steps that they could take? Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say definitely the first step would be like I said before, is just um, just do what's uncomfortable for you, mm. you know. Um, I guess I, I think the biggest thing that I even do today is find the people that you want to be mm-hmm. and then figure out a way to surround yourself around them. them. Just figure it out. Like, even if it makes you more uncomfortable than anything else, go to the bar that has the people that you want to be around. Go to the bar with the hottest girls yeah. and be there. Go hang out with them. Even if you're sitting in the corner, like, shaking... Go to the bar and start talking to them. Get comfortable. Get rejected yeah. about a million times. You know, start asking questions to these these millionaires or whoever the people that you want to be like. Ask questions and even even do things for them. Like go around and buy that guy a drink that you really want to be around. Yes. You know, offer value because I think a lot of successful people, um, they won't they don't want people who just hang around them. They want people who offer them value. And I think one of the biggest things for me. To, to get into circles that I've gotten into is I offered value. Mm. So when I first started, when I got into Bali, I'd go to the booth and I would buy the booth like, and I'd buy the bottles and shit like that mm. and I'd start that way. Okay. Eventually, by the end of my time in Bali, we were getting free booths. We were going yes. to like fucking Omnia and we were like partying with famous DJs and shit and I was getting given free booths. I was going in there and like hanging out at the model tables and shit. Right. Like we were hanging out with supermodels and it was all free. I'd rock up to the door and they'd just let me straight through to security. <laughs> I'd be partying backstage with like fucking um, like famous DJs and fucking, you know, like oh, it was just insane. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like Clapton and shit. Like we were partying, like we were doing villa parties with like famous DJs and shit. But in order to get to that place, it's not just going to come to you. Like you, you can't start there. So for me, it, I did have to buy the drinks at the beginning. I did have to buy the bottles and kind of almost, you know, I had to have that, that, that booth. And then once you started paying for it, people start to know this guy's always in the coolest places. So you got to offer value to high level people because they're not just going to have some guy in their space. that's just, you know, leeching off them. You know? yeah. So just go in those things and see how you can be of value to people. Like figure out, okay, this guy's the coolest guy here. How can I offer him value yes. without asking for anything in return? So like I'll go on a billionaire's yacht and I will, I will regardless of if, if there's alcohol unlimited, I will still bring an amazing bottle of vodka and I'll bring a bunch of girls. Perfect. Because you know what I mean? And I won't ask anything in return. And Just I think that's a very rare trait and that, that is one of the biggest things you can ever do is Surround yourself with people, but see how you can be of service and offer them value because that's the way that you kind of get in there first. Oh, 100%. Everyone's value is a little bit different too, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? As you've probably seen, you know, some people's, their value is experiences. Some people is the girls and, you know, mm-hmm. if you, some people it's like other complete, just 
being around social people, you know yeah. what I mean? I know the other guys that, that we were there with, the, uh, the, they had the McLaren, the orange McLaren and stuff like that. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were just happy to hang around us, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Because yeah, we course. were just like chilling, we're just yeah. having fun, we're making, a, we're making a, like a muck. And then you go, or they've seen the the scenarios where we put ourselves, where we're at split and we had the bottles and mm-hmm. all that that crazy shit that we went through. Mm, they want that too, you know. Sometimes they might not be able to get that, and they want people in their circle that be able to. And when they when yeah. you step in, you're like, oh, sweet. everyone has their little value proposal for sure. Yeah, so they, they can be like, oh fuck, like I want him around, I want that girl around, or that guy around. No, that's that's super sweet. Don't I, rock up to a party and bring like six guys and. Don't and steal their alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's well, one way of never getting invited to a party. Yeah, yet. and some people do that. Some people yeah. like I've been to the college party and it was just like I was like the first question I was asking, what can I bring? What can I like? What, do I mm. bring something? Even just that token of just bringing some sort of value. It's you, so crazy. Yeah, because the law of reciprocity is like you know as soon as you do that, they feel like oh come to the space. You know if they've invited you there, you you totally. are in debt to per se. You know Absolutely. to them, and and I like how you feel. Um, it's like it's like in the Game of Thrones, the, the Lannisters. You know, uh, Lannister always pays his debts. Exactly. You know what I mean? You got to pay your debts straight. Like anyone who gets this yes. understands that. Like, even when I used to have villa parties in Bali, it's funny. Like, the party would end, and the guy that was cleaning up my villa at the end was worth the most money and was the, probably the coolest guy there. Yeah, and he's the guy who's helping me clean up the villa at the end. Crazy, because he understands that proposal. That that's the guy that's going to be invited back next time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't just rock up abuse the place and fuck off because then you're probably not going to be invited back so like, there's always this exchange of he, he you offered value so he's going to give it back and yeah it's almost 100%. like you, you don't like taking it's no like, that's the thing and you talk about this and people like freak out They're like fuck you're talking about value systems and hierarchies it's yeah. like no just understand this principle where you give value first Mm. and or even if, if they've invited you something you still give that value back absolutely you know that, that's a huge thing I, my, my buddy um my buddy was talking about this other guy that he knows called jordan and jordan was uh sitting at a table in saddle ranch and the kid Leroy, you know if you don't know the kid Leroy, big mm. famous artist at the moment from australia from redfern actually just down the city he uh he saw him saw his whole whole crew and then went up to the general manager and paid for all of their drinks exactly, and their food yeah. Just to give value, even though Jordan had something that he wanted to offer, he was like, "Oh, I'm going to give value first. Give value first. They, the general manager comes up, is like, "Do you want me to tell you know Mr. Leroy what you did?" And he said, "Like, no, no, don't." If he comes up to you and says, "Who paid for my dinner?" Just point, and so that's what happens. So Kid Leroy stands up, goes to the general, "Who paid for my like?" They're like, "Oh, your 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 dinner's comped, your drinks are comped," and he was like, "Who paid for it?" And, and the general manager pointed to Jordan, and Kid Leroy came over and had a chat for like five ten minutes. It's just like give value, all yeah. of those scenarios. I'm reading a book right now by Jerry Weinstein, I think it's called. Yeah. It's about talk to me when I'm dead or something. I'll be able to link it. And this book is about how he gave value to people like Elvis, Matt Damon, and uh, Angelina Jolly, Brad Pitt. Yeah. He was the creator of The Karate Kid and Ocean's 11, 12, 13, and how he just gave value. There was one thing where Elvis didn't have any chairs in his uh, – in his, um, his concept was about there. Elvis didn't know this. Elvis was like – rocking up in 1956 or 60 or whatever and um and one of the things that he was doing was that jerry was like oh fuck i gotta get some chairs so he calls the jail the jail of where it is i don't know where it is it's oh, new right. york yeah, yeah. calls the jail talks to the wardens like i need some chairs and the guy's like well how do you expect me to bring these chairs? and he's like get the jail like get the inmates to bring the chairs down so the inmates he finagled it somehow give value to him and elvis didn't know that he was doing all this and so he got 10,000 chairs from inmates That's amazing. to this. And um, 
And then someone told Elvis later on and Elvis was able to, you know, sort of start a relationship from this one moment. This guy was like giving value yeah. without expecting anything in return. Yeah, it's an abundance thing because you're actually giving value without, you know, like it's like you said, it's, without it's coming from a point of you don't like, I, I, I'm not giving you this because I want you to give me this. I'm yes. giving it to you because I'm genuinely just, you know, thankful Doing that. For you. There's no undertone of like, oh, what am I going to get from you? Or something. Yeah. That's, that's a real key. And that's what a lot of people do. They do give with that expectation of like, Come on, you know, what am I going to get? You yeah, know, exactly. it's like, nah, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> Your Instagram handle is obviously Mr. Villain. Mm. I'll link Mr. That. Dot Villain, yeah. Mr. Dot Villain. Stay tuned. We're going to do some good things together. Yeah, so, brother. Yeah. Should be I good. Guess, Should yeah. be good.